This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Good morning, Yvonne. I'm doing fine, thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. You just joined the call. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Who is that? Uh, good morning. This is Shantae. Good morning, Shantae. Good morning. And who else was that? Would anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. God bless everyone. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. We live close together. I'm in Stockton. <laughs> we'll meet and hang out one day. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. Happy. What is it today? Thursday. <laughs> good morning. Oh, Happy Thursday. Sister Veronica. Hi, family. Good morning, Sister Veronica. Anyone else like to say good morning? Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call?
Good morning, family. This is Pam. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, Susie. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call this morning? Would anyone else like to say good morning? I couldn't get who your name was. I'm sorry. This is Lisa. Sorry. I'm on the road. <laughs> That's okay. Good morning, Lisa. Glad you sound like you're feeling better, Susie. I am. I just want my voice to get a little more clear, but thank you all for your prayers. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Glad to see you feeling a little better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your prayers. Would anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Would anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Gloria. Good morning, family. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning. How are you? Doing a lot better, thank you. Good, thank God. Yeah. All right, I'm going back on mute. Okay. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, well, it's time to move forward on the next segment of the call. But before we move forward, we do ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And hello, my name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us this month of July for a whole bunch of power-packed individual and unique messages from all of our wonderfully gifted declares. You don't want to miss what will be coming out of the bag because you are in for a big blessing. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please join us today and every Thursday night 
for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. Excuse me. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Cesaro. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, <coughs> please excuse me. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We will pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app. The order of the call is, the declaration will be by Philip Watson, and praying in corporate praise will be done by E.K. Dawson. Then we will go right into the closing comments, hosted by the declare Philip Watson. And I'll repeat that. The declaration will be by Philip Watson. Praying in corporate praise will be done by E.K. Dawson. It will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer Philip Watson. The scripture today is Romans 8:32. He who did not spare his own son, but give him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously? Give us all things. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the declare Philip Watson. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day, and I want to thank you all for all of your prayers. In Jesus' name, we say these words as I pass the call. God bless you. Philip, are you there? Give me one second, Susie. Okay. Can someone possibly message him? That's what I'm doing. One second. Okay, thank you.
He's jumping on now. Sorry, everyone. One moment. Thank you. Hello, hello, everyone. Um, I hope everyone can hear me. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Welcome. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for calling in late. Uh, I actually didn't know, or I forgot, or I don't know what it is. I guess I forgot. So, but I am here. So, how is everyone doing? God bless everyone, and I thank you for being here. Um, I just want to start off with a quick prayer, real quick. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you. We thank you that you are glorious. We thank you that you are honorable. We thank you, Jesus, that you bear witness. Um, uh, I mean, Holy Spirit, that you bear witness of Jesus. Uh, so I just ask today that you will begin to bear witness um, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that you will begin to bear witness with the hearts. You will begin to bear witness with the minds. I pray, Jesus, that you would uh, that you will encounter our hearts this morning. We thank you for the joy that was set before you. Because of the joy that was set before you, you despise the shame. And so I pray right now, Lord God, that as we begin to embark and go about the teaching today, Jesus, that, that uh, it will cause shame to be arrested, um, that it will spark something on the inside of us that will ignite us, hallelujah, that would ignite us to go forward to seek you with all of our heart, hallelujah. So, Lord God, we just pray right now for something to be ignited and something to be quickened on the inside of us during today's teaching that will inspire us and ignite us, Lord God, to seek after you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God bless you. Uh, Okay, I keep getting texts. Okay, so I got a question. I need to know one thing before I keep going. Dion, can y'all hear me? Dion or Moni, can y'all hear me? I can yeah. hear you. Good morning, Dr. Phil. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the thing that was on my heart that um uh that I want to speak about today, and I'm hoping I'm not going off of topic uh with what I'm about to uh talk about today. But this is just what hit my heart. It was in my spirit. And it's about um, doing things with all of our hearts. Okay? Doing things with all of our hearts. Um, there's a scripture. Um, a lot of us know it. We quote it. Where Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. And there's even one scripture that includes all of your strength as well. All right? We're to love him with all of our heart. Now, I want you to think about uh, why Jesus would say all of your heart, okay? Why, why would he say all? Why wouldn't he just say to love the Lord with your heart? Why would he just say all of your Why would he have to make the distinction of saying all of your heart? And the reason is because we can actually do things. We hear the term, right? Doing things half-heartedly. So when you do something half-heartedly, what are we doing? We're like going through the motions, right? We're doing that thing just because we're supposed to be doing it, but our heart isn't all the way in it. The Lord says when, we, when we're to love God, we're to love him with all of our heart. And I'm going to tell you something. 
That's what he is. He's a heart inspector. I'm going to give you an example of how God is a heart inspector. Acts chapter 13, verse 22. It's, uh, uh, he says, I found David, a man after my own heart, who shall fulfill all of my will, right? So God says right there that the reason that David was even ordained, the reason that he sent Samuel to David was because he found him. Now think about this. You cannot find somebody unless you're first looking for them, right? You can't find somebody unless you're first looking for them. So God was looking, okay, for someone, all right, who, who was seeking after him with all of their heart, all right? He was looking. And what was he looking for? He was looking for the heart. Remember, God even gave the scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 16 when Samuel was looking for who to anoint. And God was telling him about David. He said, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And so I want to give you this question today. When God is looking at your heart, does he see a heart that is seeking him? Does he see a heart that is seeking him with all of the heart? Does he see a heart that's seeking him with all of the heart? Or does he see a start? Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Does he see a heart? That is halfway seeking him. Hallelujah. That, that just kind of stirred me up a little bit. Let me tell you something. We don't want to do anything half-heartedly. And listen, the person of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a passionate spirit. See, we don't serve a boring God. God is not boring. God is not mundane. God doesn't do things passively. Remember, passion comes from God. There is no one more passionate than God. God does not do things boring. Religion is what brought in boring. As a matter of fact, I'll give you all some real stuff. There's a book. There's a book called um, Pagan Christianity, right? And in this book, it's, it's written by believers, okay? It's not some book, you know, tearing down Christianity. It's written by, by believers, and what it does is it discovers the origins of certain practices that we do, right? And it brings a historical context into that particular thing, right? And so one of the things it talks about, do me a favor, make sure our phones are muted. One of the things that it talks about is um, uh, uh, it talks about when the Puritans, there, there is a religious group called the Puritans, right? And the Puritans believe that uh every uh you have some people they they call it the doctrine predestination predestination means that once you're born certain people have pre have been predestined to go to heaven okay certain people have been predestined to go to heaven so they believe that if you're predestined once you're born you can do whatever it is you want to do whatever and you're going to heaven because you've been predestined to do that right? They're called the Puritans. Um, actually, let me give you some of the most famous Puritans, the Pilgrims. The Pilgrims that we learn about in history, they were Puritans, okay? That was their faith. They were of the Puritanical faith. And so to check this out. One of the things that the Puritans helped implement, uh, okay, do me a favor. Y'all go ahead to mute your phone now. Mute your phone. I love Declare Victory, boy. We be straight hood on Declare Victory on the real. <laughs> Do me a favor, mute your phone for me. Okay, so check this out. Um, one of the things they brought into religion 
was they brought into religion the belief that when you were in church, you couldn't smile because smiling was considered to be um, not holy, okay? They felt like in order to be holy, you had to have this serious look on your face. This is where it comes from. And listen, this is how far they would go with it. If they saw your children smiling in church, they would find the parents, F-I-N-E, find them. Okay, I'm going to say that again. If they saw your children smiling in church, they would find the parents. In other words, they would charge them a fee if they saw the children smiling in church because they believe that there shouldn't you when you come in the presence of God, you have to have this stone face on, you have to be monotone. And so what did that end up doing? What that does is that kills the passion. That kills the passion. You know, uh, uh, you have seminaries. You know, you have people that go to seminary school. And, and if there's anybody, I know there'd be a lot of people on this call. Look, I'm not, I'm not trying to diss you if you go to seminary school, okay? That's not what I'm saying. So please have my heart of what I'm saying. But you know, if you go to seminary school, you've heard the tales what I'm about to say. There are so many people that have stories of when they go to seminary school, by the time they come out of seminary school, they actually come out questioning God. They come out questioning God. Do you know I met, I sat down and actually chopped it up with an a, um, a atheist, an atheist who was in divinity school. Think about that. This dude, the atheist. And so I asked him, I said, so, like, what are you going to do when you, you get out of divinity school? Like, what what's going to happen when somebody comes and asks you to come and minister? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, he's just going to go and do the, the, the set orders that they told him to do. You know what I mean? But he don't even believe in God, you know? But my point of the matter is all of this intellectualism has drowned out the passion, okay? Let me tell you something about how passionate Jesus was. Do you know in Acts chapter 1, in Acts chapter 1, it's in one of the first couple of verses. I can't see it right now, but you could go and look for it yourself. This is in the King James Version. One of the first couple of verses, it talks about the passion, how Jesus did these things um, uh, because of his passion. All right. So you think about this. It was because of his passion that he went to the cross and died for us. It was because of his passion that when he stood before Pilate and he could have easily said, I'm innocent. He never opened his mouth and allowed the people to discredit him, allowed the people to talk about him, diss him, all of those things because of his passion. It was the passion he had for what it was he was doing. And I'm telling you right now, it is not the desire of God for us to be some boring, mundane believers, okay? We are to be ignited with passion. And one of the things that's tied in with passion is inspiration. There are too many believers that lack inspiration, all right, that are just going through the motions. We even have believers that are suicidal. I was talking about this Sunday. Uh, I, I had to preach Sunday. We got suicidal believers. How? And we have the spirit of passion. We have access to the spirit of passion. The Holy Spirit is also the spirit of inspiration. According to Job chapter 32, verse 8, he says he's the inspiration of the Almighty. 
And so the same spirit that inspires the passion that's behind God is the same spirit you and I have on the inside of us. So when we do things, it's a good, it's a good uh, season to really test your heart, to really say, what am I doing with all of my heart? And what am I doing haphazardly? What am I doing half-heartedly? When I pray, do I pray with all of my heart? Or do I sit there and say, ah, you know, I'm going to be chill. It don't really take all of that. Do you know the Bible says, I'm giving y'all scriptures now to back all this up. James chapter 5, verse 16. Now that scripture starts off talking about confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. But do you know the next part of that scripture says, um, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Do you know what that word fervent means? That word fervent means hot. That's what it means. So the effectual fervent, I mean the effectual hot prayer of the righteous avail as much. You know, our prayers are to be hot, burning with passion. Okay? God, God made us, you know, he gave us the spirit of God. The spirit of God is a spirit of passion. Look how when 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 the spirit of passion when he began to infill people, what happened? When, when the Spirit, it says how the Holy Spirit spoke through David. You look at the Psalms that were written. The Holy Spirit spoke through Isaiah. You look at the books that were written. The Holy Spirit spoke through Moses. Think about this. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Now check this out. This is what's so tripped out about that, about how Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Moses wasn't even around in Genesis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He wasn't even around in Genesis. He he wasn't even around. Okay? Moses Moses wasn't even born until in Exodus. Okay? So you gotta ask yourself, how did he write Genesis? Not to mention how did he write about his life? How did he write uh Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy is where his life ends. And we're about to enter Joshua. How did he write that? Before he died, how did he write out his own death? Because of his passionate pursuit. Remember, the Bible says that he would talk to God face to face as with a friend. Think about that. He would go before God in, the, in this place called the tent of meeting and talk to him face to face as with a friend. And we're not even talking about when he was up on a mountain, you know what I mean, um, um, for the 40 days or the 40 nights. And how the glory was all on his face and he had to cover it up. You know what I'm saying? God was communicating to him. Uh, uh, he was communicating to him these different things, the different scriptures, not just the Ten Commandments, but communicating to him even the word of God, even to write out. I mean, it's a powerful thing. But my point of the matter is these people were people that were filled with passion. That's why they were able to have faith. That's why I talked about in Hebrews chapter 11, how they sat there and had a faith and they didn't even get the promise. They, they didn't even get the promise of Jesus Christ yet. You know what I'm saying? They had to wait till after they died. And the Bible says when Jesus went into the earth and ministered even to the souls that were in the earth. Hallelujah. Like this is tripped out. So what kept them going? There was, there was a passion. You and I have access to the spirit of passion, not in the way that they did, because that spirit will fall on them. 
you and I actually have the spirit living on the inside of us. Now, if you if you have not received a baptism of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, I, I of course, you know, pray that you would uh, ask God for that so God can fill you with that. And you all know I've even done it in the past. If anybody ever wants that, you know that I will pray with you on the side outside of this call for God to fill you. Hallelujah. You know, I will, I will even do a, a, a broadcast. I did a broadcast for people before, even to just be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, because I'm telling you, it opens you up to a whole nother way, a whole nother thing. God wants us to not live some old mundane, boring Christian life. And see, this is the thing about why the Holy Spirit even convicts us of sin. You know what I'm saying? Because what sin does is sin destroys your passion. See, because you have to remember something. Sin wants to drown out the fire of God, okay? The fire of God is the source of the passion. Come on now, the love of God. You know, he wants to drown the thing out. Let me tell you something. But just, and this is just in my little short time or whatever, knowing people, I know it, it may be people on here that have been saved longer than me, all that stuff. Let me just tell you something that I've observed. Just, just a quick observation. I noticed that right before people, quote, unquote, fall away from God, you know what I noticed what happens? They either stop reading their word or they stop praying. or they, they, it, it, like, goes down. It just kind of decreases some. You know what I'm saying? It starts, to, it, it starts to go down to almost where it's like it's non-existent. You know what I'm saying? See, the, the, the enemy is, a, it, you know, he likes to play chess with us. So he'll sit there and cause little things to happen over time to, to cause your fire to be taken away slowly but surely to where that fire gets a little low to where he can come in and then open the door and tempt you with something because you're not strong because your passion isn't there. I'm going to give you a real strong scripture that Jesus spoke. Do you know that Jesus said in Revelation? He actually had a, a bone to pick with a church, right? And he told the church, he said he had an issue with them. And he said the issue he had was that they were lukewarm. He said, I would rather you be hot or cold. But he said if they were lukewarm, he said because they were lukewarm, it made him vomit. This is in the Bible. Think about that. Being lukewarm will make Jesus vomit. <laughs> You, you know, listen, that's deep when, that, that's real deep stuff, when something can make you so sick to the stomach that it makes you throw up. Just the thought of it makes you throw up. Like, like, like being lukewarm makes Jesus vomit. He said, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's, that's, that's how God feels about when we do things half-heartedly and lukewarm. Like, it makes you want to vomit. You ever, you ever done something and, you, it like, it just made you just want to just throw up? Just the actual thought of it just made you just like, ugh, like, oh, this just disgusts me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how he feels when we're lukewarm, when we're half-hearted. Now, if you're being convicted right now, let me tell you something. I want to tell you the difference between conviction and condemnation. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Because the enemy will try to lie to you right now. 
I know that this is tugging at some people's hearts right now. And I didn't plan to say this at all. <laughs> Y'all have no idea how unplanned this is, what I'm saying. But check this out. Let me tell you something. Condemnation. God does not condemn us. Condemnation drives you to death. Condemnation is what happened to Judas. Remember, Judas and Peter both did the same thing. They both denied Jesus. But Peter, but Judas suffered from condemnation, which led to him killing himself. Peter got convicted, which led to life, because the things of the Spirit will always lead to life. When the Holy Spirit is convicting us, it's because he's poking at the heart to say, hey, I want you to experience life. And this particular way that you're doing life, you're really not experiencing life in this area. I want you to experience life. This is why I'm convicting you. I want you to come so I can bring you into life and bring you into love. This is what I want to bring you into. This is why he convicts the heart. And when we humble our hearts to that conviction, then we allow him to bring us into that life and into that love. Hallelujah, because it's not God's desire that any man should perish. Hallelujah, that's scripture. Okay? And so the Lord wants us to be passionate for him. So this is a good day, a good moment to check our hearts. Are we doing things with all of our hearts? Let me tell you something. Pride will drown out your fire. Pride will drown out your fire. I was telling somebody, I was sharing this story with, uh, with, with, with a friend of mine the other day. And I was sharing this story about um, how God was dealing with my pride because um, and how he would deal with my pride was he did it in the, uh, in the praise and worship because I would be that dude that would be at the prayer meetings or whatever, and I would be praying to God, asking him, please, Lord, don't let them pass the microphone to me. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the ways he dealt with my pride is he caused me to look foolish in public. What do I mean by causing me to look foolish in public? You know, and it was a gradual thing. When I would come to my church, you know what I'm saying? It would be time to praise. I would be that dude sitting there with my hands in my pocket. Now, if somebody met me or saw me in service, they would refuse to believe that about me because how they be seeing me running around, tambourine, I'm jumping around, like whatever. You know, I'm excited for God. Like straight up, I will praise the Lord in the street. I will, look, I will bust my tambourine out while I'm driving now. That's real talk. You know what I'm saying? Anthony be cracking over me about it all the time. You know, I have no shame of praising the Lord. Because check this out. I didn't have shame when I was driving down the street smoking a blunt. I ain't have shame when I'm when I'm up here. Look, y'all, I used to smoke weed inside the hospital. Do you hear me? I would smoke weed in the hospital. We used to go find a little room trees in the hospital. People are up there getting treated, and I'm downstairs in the basement smoking weed and squares. I wasn't ashamed about that, but when it comes to the things of God, now we want to sit there where we want to wilt back or, oh, I don't really want nobody to hear me or nothing like that. When we up there smoking our squares, we weren't worried about second-hand smoke. Second-hand smoke kills people. But we weren't sitting there like, let me go in the corner where nobody can smell. Man, please. We walking around. Look, we mad if somebody asks us to put our square out. Man, how come I can't smoke it? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm this place tripping. We was bold with our stuff. We was bold with our stuff in the world. We didn't care. We up here passing out, drunk, acting stupid. Lord, no, I done done so many stupid things 
like when I was drunk, you know what I'm saying, not caring. We up there bold with our thing, man. I don't care. I'm going to do me. You can't know I care. We, we, we was bold in our sin. You know what I'm saying? But we sit here, and when it's time to do the things of God, the things that, that bring life, the thing, I mean, we in love itself. This man, Jesus, sat here and died for our sin. This man took the most horrific beating that you can face. Like, like religion has really minimized what happened with Jesus on the cross. Let me tell you the first way of how they minimize what he did on the cross. And I know this is going to sound tripped out to y'all. But when you see the picture of Jesus on the cross, right, and you see how he has a loincloth on, Jesus was naked on the cross. He was naked. He didn't have no, no, he wasn't clothed on the cross. Look, here's another one. The Bible talks about how they pulled out his beard. Every time you see Jesus on the cross, you see a picture. First of all, we know that that picture is not Jesus, okay? We know that's the picture of Michelangelo's relative, okay? When you do the history, that was Michelangelo got a relative to pose for these portraits because the Pope wanted some portraits for the Sistine Chapel. So we understand that's not Jesus. I'm just saying, using an example, okay? So I don't get nobody saying, like, oh, what are you talking about? Did all that other stuff, right? But listen, though, they pulled his beard out. The Bible talks about they pulled out Jesus' beard. Do you know how, do you, my God, I couldn't even imagine how painful that is for someone to take the time to rip your beard out. That, that is savage, okay? Besides the pulling the skin off his back with the whips, with, the, with those type of whips they had, pulling the skin off his back. Besides the fact the Bible said he was beaten to where you couldn't even recognize his face. You couldn't even recognize that he was Jesus. He got beaten that bad. Not to mention spit upon and insulted. Not to mention a, a, a javelin stabbed in his side after he was already beat upon. They said that and then made the man drink vinegar. You ever look? Let me tell y'all something. I try. I know this is clear victory. Y'all, y'all know I'm gonna keep it real, right? Look, I remember one time, right? I got spooked because I had to take this drug test, right? <laughs> I fucking had to die, right? You know what I'm saying? You know I've been smoking. So my buddy that I used to smoke with at the job, and this was in a hospital, you know, my buddy I used to smoke weed with in a hospital, smoke squares with in a hospital. I'm like, man, I got to pass the test. They about to give me this job and this other, uh, I, I forgot what it was, but it was in a hospital, right? And so I needed to pass my drug test. And so he told me, bro, I got a surefire remedy for you right now where you can, you can pass that drug test, right? I said, what? He said, man, drink you a glass of vinegar, right? Now, this is the flip side, though. He didn't tell me what happens when you drink the glass of vinegar. All he told me was that my pee was going to be clean. So I was like, straight up? He's like, yeah. He's like, man, just drink you some vinegar, you'll be cool, right? So look, let me tell you what I did. I went and got that glass of vinegar. I sat there. I was with him. I still remember. I started drinking that vinegar. And then after a few swallows, right, the part he didn't tell me was that it was going to make you throw up. <laughs> so now I'm up there like, like man, I think you ain't tell me. And he started laughing. He was like, man, I'll just, you know, because he probably knew I wasn't going to drink it. You know what I'm saying? 
Man, that stuff made me throw up so bad. But I passed my drug test. Hallelujah. But that wasn't of the Lord either, okay? I'm just saying hallelujah right now, okay? Because I wasn't saying. But my point of the matter is, is that how, how, what vinegar does, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what, what, vinegar, what vinegar does to you, okay? This is what vinegar does. And so imagine this, Jesus at his worst state is sitting here and then he has to drink vinegar. Oh my gosh, like it was so horrific what they did to Jesus. Like it was so horrific, okay? But he, But think about this. There was a passion that he had, that passion that he had. And he was so passionate because he said, guess what? I want, I'm doing this so those people that are on this declared victory line, they can experience the freedom and the liberty of, of relationship with my father. So they can experience the joys of this relationship. You know, you know there's a scripture that says, restore the joy of my salvation. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pray that right now before I, before I pass this over. Um, I want to pray that scripture right now. Hallelujah. I don't remember where it is, but you can Google this. But this is an actual scripture. What David says, restore the joys of my salvation. I think it's in Psalm chapter 51. I could be wrong. But Lord God, we pray right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, even as you hear me ministering about your passion, even as you hear me speaking about your passion, I pray that you will restore the joys of our salvation. I pray that in any area, Lord God, where our level of passion has been low, where our level of passion has been waning, I pray that you would restore the joys of our salvation. I pray for more joy being released in our life in the name of Jesus. I pray that we will experience joy. I pray right now that any area of our walk in you that has been boring or mundane, I speak joy to that area. I speak a new passion to that area. I speak a new zeal to that area. Let the zeal of the Lord of the hosts consume us. Hallelujah. I pray for the spirit of zeal to begin to consume us like never before. I pray for every single person who so desires this zeal. Hallelujah. Lord, that you will release that zeal to them even today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we repent. Hallelujah. Come on, I just want you to repent right now. Just repent. Lord, we repent in the name of Jesus for doing anything half-heartedly when it comes to you. Lord, we repent for half-hearted prayers. We repent for half-hearted worship. Hallelujah. We repent for being half-hearted in our Bible study. Hallelujah. We repent for half-hearted praise. We repent. We repent for being half-hearted when you told us to do things or desire for us to do things. And we just, ah, and, and you know what I mean, Lord? We repent for those things. God, fill us with passion. Hallelujah. Give us a new passion for you. Lord, quicken us by your spirit. Restore the joys of our salvation. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to be passionate for you. We want to be hot for you. Lord God, as you said in Luke chapter 24, did not our hearts burn within us while he 
talk to us by the way. Oh, God, cause our hearts to burn within us as we talk to you by the way. Hallelujah. Lord, return such a passion and a fire on the inside of us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that our intellect I pray right now, Lord God, that our passion will not drown out. I pray for a passion to begin to be ignited on the inside of us. I rebuke every spirit of doubt and of unbelief in the name of Jesus. That is hard in our hearts. Thank you. 
We press past Hallelujah. 
Open up our eyes, Lord God. Yes, open up our eyes so we can see you more clearly, Jesus. Show us, Lord God. Let us see you, Jesus. Your love is so great, Lord. Your love is so great. Oh,
No weapon formed against us shall be in the prosperous way of the prosper in the name of Jesus. Oh, Santa, I don't want 
Jesus, just as you raised Lazarus from the dead, just as you raised that damsel from the dead, Lord, we pray that you will raise every single area of our life, Lord, that has been deadened, Lord, that has lacked passion for you, Lord, that you will begin to cause it to raise, to begin to cause it to come alive. We pray for a new passion, Lord God. Lord, may we be known as people of passion. Lord God, may we be those lovers of yours with passion. Lord, I pray that our love will be hot for you. Hallelujah. Lord, that our love will be so full of zeal, so bubbling with your fire. Hallelujah, God. We pray, Lord, for that passion. She will feel us. Fill us with the same passion that you had. Hallelujah. Jesus, we want the same passion that you had. Yes. yes. Give us yes. the same passion you had, Jesus. Jesus, yes. that same passion that you spoke of yes. in Acts chapter 1. Lord, we're yes. giving you permission. Fill us with that passion.
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it says, his word is spirit and it is life. Hallelujah. The people, yeah. it's a dying world out here. It's a dying world. There's death everywhere. People speak yeah. death. It's just all types of stuff. We literally have life and we sit in there acting lifeless and being mundane. We should be, we should have more life than everybody. Hallelujah. Yeah. There should be Hallelujah. Even if you're a quiet person, that may be your personality. You be quiet, but you can be passionate even in your quietness. Come on now. Yeah. You can be yeah. passionate even in your quietness. And, and I'm telling you, I've had people uh, that, that were quiet, but when they would begin to pray for me, you would feel the passion of God in their prayer. I'm talking about, man, that thing would be so like fire. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has, and there's a passion. Everybody is, is passionate about something. And a good way to do a passion check in your heart, and I've done this with myself before, is I've looked at, I've thought about certain instances where you could say I was passionate. You know, just certain instances. Maybe it was a certain song that came on. Maybe it was a certain incident, and I, you know, I was talking about it or something, and I look at that and say, does my prayer match that passion? You know what I'm saying? Does my worship match that passion? Because if it doesn't, that means that thing is an idol. That thing is God. You know what I'm saying? And that also means that I don't really understand the fullness of what Jesus did for me. Come on, let me tell one of y'all right now that I have a check for $10 million for you. Ain't nobody on here. You, you ain't about to be mundane. I don't care who's standing around. You go, you go turn up. I don't care who's standing around. And then you just might apologize to them after and be like, you know what, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I got that good news. I just had to, I had to let it ride. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's how we're to be with the Lord. It even talked about this is how they are in heaven. They release loud voices in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Loud voices of, of, of praise. Like, I mean, because they so happy. Come on now. And there's a power. There's, there are things that happen when you do this. It affects, like, it affects creation when we do this. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I told Dion I wasn't going to be on here, but I'm so stirred up right now. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Does anybody want to say anything? Was anybody seeing anything? Does anybody, does anybody want to share anything? see anything, they saw anything, or you just wrecked right now. You just can't do nothing. You, you drunk. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Good morning, minister. This is pretty Patrice. <clears throat> and I hey, just hey. went to a level that I have never been. Come on. And I, 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 I praise God for you this morning um, stretching us and Oh my God! I have never, I have never, and it was just so beautiful. The different levels that we were going, and um, you know, and then at the end we heard from God. Yes, come on! And I thank God that He used me for that. That is just amazing. Come on! So I can't even be the same after this. I can't be the same because uh, it's different. Uh, uh, oh, hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. And, and so, woman of God, 
you yeah. saw you saw that when you do things <clears throat> with all your heart, see yeah. it does something in the spirit realm and it causes something to be birthed in you. You see that? Yes, I did. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on. Totally changes everything. Like you said, you can't be the same after that. You just can't can't go back to saying I it's just like you just like, oh man, I gotta when it's time to pray and worship, I gotta turn up like it's sometimes I might even, you know, I might just start out just be chatting, and it's something just, just blow me like, hold on, man. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? No, hold on. You about to turn up. Like, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. And what I like, too, and I want to say this prayer. I want to say this prayer for you before we go to the next person. Um, because I noticed that when you started speaking, like, basically, you started prophesying. That's what was going on. Because God was speaking through you, saying, I am God. You were prophesying. And this is what happens. Even there are scriptures in the Bible. When people get filled with the Holy Spirit, they begin to prophesy. Okay? This is what it is. When you tap into that realm, you are going into that realm, and you begin to prophesy. Come on. And so I pray right now, just as the Bible says, deep calls unto deep. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you are taking her into the deeper things of you. Lord, even as you begin to open up that prophetic voice on the inside of her, Lord, I pray that you would take her deeper into prophecy in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that you would begin to open up that prophetic gifting on the inside of her even more. Lord, that you would begin to reveal to her those things that have been bubbling up in your heart that you have been desiring to share with her. I pray that you would give her opportunities, Lord, where she can exercise her prophetic gift and safety, and Lord, as you're, as, you're, as you're honing that thing that is on the inside of her. I pray that you give her more opportunities to speak the word of God. I pray that she would speak the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. She would speak the word of God with clarity in the name of Jesus. So, Lord God, we bless your daughter, and we just thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord in her mouth. Hallelujah, that the word of the Lord is near to her lips. And I even ask that you begin to connect her with other prophets, real prophets, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will put a guard around her to keep her protected from all of these false prophets, all of these people that would say they are prophets, Father, but they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. I pray that you connect her with real prophets. Hallelujah, prophets that you have sent, sit from heaven. Hallelujah, and that you would cause that prophecy to bubble up inside side of her in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank and you thank so you much. for sharing that. Thank you for that word that you released earlier. Like I immediately began to like quiet myself and listen to you. Like so thank you. Thank you for that word. Thank you for yielding to, to God Amen. and not allowing your, your intellect or your fear to get in the way. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Anybody else got anything or want to share anything? <laughs> Cats wrecked this morning, huh? <laughs> oh, man, that is funny. <laughs> you play, you play way too much early in the morning. <laughs> Hey, and I forgot y'all in the Bay Area too. Y'all like two hours behind. Y'all didn't woke right. up. Hey, y'all get y'all get drunk early in the morning. Like straight up. Hey. Uh, uh, what, what y'all didn't know is when when I call Phil 
to remind him that he was supposed to be on the call. He answered the phone speaking in tongues. So he was on 10 at 6 o'clock our time already, just kind of FYI. So y'all just got the aftermath of him probably just randomly riding down the street speaking uh, the dialogue yeah, Chinese, that's exactly, yes. French, and Spanish. <laughs> That's exactly what was going on. Hey, I didn't even know, y'all. See, I was like, I thought she called, and I didn't answer because I was so locked in the vein that I saw she texted me, too. And I was like, wait a minute. Something must be up. You know what I'm saying? And then she talking about, uh, where you at? So I'm like, what you mean, where I'm at? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know I was supposed to be on he, the call. He was, in, he was in the Netherlands, y'all. He had then already left the, uh, the first and the second heaven. <laughs> Oh my god Hey You wanna know what's funny Usually it'd be a lot of people talking And right now don't nobody really wanna share nothing I love it Like Captain They probably dusty And everything God is so good this morning y'all Yes it's good Trying to clear up my tears <laughs> oh hey, hey everybody! This Bola. I just have to just to say to you, um, um, Minister Philip, you you wake things up in me. I always say that about um Dion. Well, all you guys, but there's certain things that have been woken up in my in my in my spirit in my like the passion that you woke up in me this morning. I literally, you guys, woke up and cracked my eyes and said, "Oh God, it's six ten. and I hurried up and down. <laughs> And put on mute and just was woke, just woke up to teachers and, 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 and to, it woke um, really inside of me what they did to, to Christ. When you were saying that about pulling his hair and all that, and yes, yeah. it just woke so much up in me to, to understand that. Don't minimize those things. Like, you know, how they yeah. tried to teach us to do. To minimize what he went through for me. To minimize yeah. what he has done. It just woke me up to go even harder to go read it again. Like, and the um, you know, Holy Spirit to wake it up in me to understand the truth about what happened. You know what I mean? It just you woke you just woke me up this morning. I feel good. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I feel good. Hey, yes. That was a good prayer. I wouldn't that prayer. I felt it from my belly. It was just so awesome. You know. Yeah. I'm going to share the passion with God's people. So share this passion. I'm going to go out there and share it. Come on. Come on. I'm so excited. Come on. I love you guys. Okay. <laughs> Come on. God yeah. be waiting on. God be waiting on us to turn up. Like he be like, man, what's up? Like, you know. What hey, I mean? I'm ready like, though. Because when you were saying that about the turn up, that's how I was. Uh, uh Philip, I was like that. Ready to go smoke, got to yes. smoke, got to smoke, drink, everything. Got to, got to turn up. Be life for the party. Come on. All that type of Come stuff. Come on. I'm going to be the life of the party for God now. Yes. Come on, I can do that with that same energy. Let's get up. I was just doing what I said. I'm going to chase God the way I chase them drugs. I'm going to chase God for it. Hello, Ray. Thank you, Jesus. I hear somebody talk about turn down for what? Right. That's all my accident, too. Oh God, that's a so fire! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man! Hallelujah! Is anybody else? 
If not, we go just wrap it all up. This is funny. Hey, Dion. Y'all got me in tears on this bus on my way to work. I have people looking at me crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Look, I remember that revelation hit me one time, man. I would be driving, drink. I mean, against the law, okay? I'm up here drinking in the car while I'm driving. I'm up here smoking, you know what I'm saying? Got my blood. I don't care. I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm bold with my sin. You know, but then when it comes to Jesus, I want to, I want to, uh, let me be, uh, you know, uh, I'm like, wait a minute. I was not like that in the world. Okay. And, and, and all of us with our sin, we were bold with our sin in some way, shape or form. We was bold with our sin. We was, and we was hard headed with our boldness too. All of us had that day. I don't care. I don't care what they get. I, I'm me or we some statement like that or whatever. You know what I mean? So when we get up in this faith, man, don't, and, and I'm going to tell you something, too. If you run into any pastors, any believers, anybody that want to get you to turn your thing down, I'm telling you right now, that is not God talking. God would never turn your passion down for him. Never. Amen. Huh. Hallelujah. Well, if don't nobody else got nothing to say, I'm going to go ahead and just close it out with a prayer. Hallelujah. Father, just thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We just thank you for, for passion. We thank you for inspiration. Jesus, we thank you for the things that you did according to your passion. And so, Jesus, just as you were passionate, we ask that we will be passionate just like you. Fill us with a fresh passion. Lord, I, I, I thank you that there is an impartation of passion even released now. And so as we're going from faith to faith and glory to glory, even today, as we just transition to another level of faith and to another level of glory, I thank you for the passion um, that, that the, the passion that is that is present with the next level of faith. I thank you for the passion that is present with the next level of glory. And I pray for these impartations to rest on each and every single one of us. And I pray that the fire on the altar of our heart will never go out. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless y'all. I love y'all. Amen. Love you too. Love you too. Love you. And let me tell y'all, and let me tell y'all something. And I love you, and let me say, let me say. Go ahead, go to work. Go ahead, Phil. It's all love, man. I love her too. I would say this. In the words of Prophet Little John, turn down for what? Everyone have a wonderful day.